0: Famous psychologist Jean Piaget said that intelligence is fluid, it changes as you grow and develop, especially as a child, in his theory of cognitive development. In it, Jean Piaget stated that being able to create an idea or a model of the world that they live in is one of the most fundamental parts of a child's cognitive development many of the time disagreed with the idea that intelligence was fluid. They said that it was a fixed trait that was decided when you were born, and it would be with you for the rest of your life. Piaget, though, said that a variety of different things, like a changing environment or simply just getting older, also helps in the process of gaining intelligence. Welcome back to the Mystery of Your Mind, a podcast all about why we are the way we are. This episode is part series about learning, comprehension, and cognitive development, focusing on popular psychologists' theories on how we develop and grow in terms of our intelligence and our ability to view the world and interact. In the 1920s, Piaget was an employee of the Binet Institute, where his responsibilities mainly involved changing French versions of intelligence tests into versions that people who spoke English could. When he realized that children tend to give a similar response as why they chose a logically incorrect answer, he became interested in how children like them grow up and become the people that we are. He said that the difference in intelligence of a child and an adult isn't in quantity, it's in the actual quality of their intelligence itself. So in other words, children and adults think very differently about the world, and in very different ways. That's why you might have children who, who might think that the main character of the favorite TV show is a real-life person, or that their toys talk to each other when they're asleep. Piaget also said that children are naturally explorative and learn about their world through that exploration, and they are actively in the process of learning. Children aren't just waiting for someone else to come teach them and give them all the information and then suddenly know everything. Part of the learning process is exploration. Piaget also suggested that in order to understand how a child reasons with itself and with the world, you have to see the world from their point of view. In his process of testing and learning about his hypothesis, Piaget was more interested in the ways that fundamental concepts like numbers or quantities or times or justice form as someone gets older, and how the meaning of those things can change quite a bit. Piaget also wasn't all too invested in learning about people as they get older in general. Instead, he focused on children as they were getting older and how their intelligence and their knowledge and comprehension of the world is changing. Piaget's tests and theories didn't really talk about how we learn information or why we do certain things, but rather on development. Piaget also suggested that there are sort of set in stone stages to development that can be measured qualitatively, and that as these stages progress, someone is able to increase the amount and the complexity of their actions, their ideas, their thoughts, and more. Piaget proposed four main stages, the sensory motor, the pre-operational, concrete operational, and formal operational stages. The sensory motor stage occurs between when you're born and to the age of two years old. In this stage, infants rely on their senses and therefore do certain actions like moving around in order to explore the environment that they're in. During the sensory motor stage, cognitive capabilities like object permanence, self-recognition, imitation, or representing different things through objects all come up and develop, and they end up having a pretty strong idea of the physical constituents of their world. The next stage, the pre-operational stage, lasts quite a bit longer. Instead of two years, it lasts five years, from two to seven years of age. In it, young children are able to represent the world both Internally in their minds, as well as outwardly through things like language or drawing. Here, children can represent the things that they want to say or the things that they know symbolically, like being able to associate love with the shape of a heart. This is also a stage where, if you were to teach a kid an association, now they'd be able to understand it from a symbolic perspective or be able to substitute something else as a symbol for that idea or concept. The world isn't about just how it looks and how it feels, but rather what the world is. In this stage especially, children demonstrate animism, or the idea that a non-moving object, like a toy, could actually be alive and active, maybe just hiding until you turned away to move around. In Piaget's next stage, present in children from 7 to 11 years old, is known as the concrete operational stage, where children are able to think logically about the events that they see. Children also begin to learn of conservation, or that mass and volume can take up different shapes, but still be one and the same. It can be a pillow that's been smushed, or a toy that's been broken. Here, children are also able to reverse events and think back to what it was before. So for example, if you scrambled an egg, they'd be able to think back and be like, okay, yeah, so it used to be a raw egg, but now it's a scrambled egg. They'd be able to connect a cooked egg with a raw egg. In this stage, children also begin to become less egocentric and care more about other people's feelings, thoughts, and opinions. Piaget said that the concrete operational stage was one of the major steps in a child's development because it's the change between logical and more just whatever I see in the world type of thought. It also means that children can now problem solve and think about what is going on in their world, in their lives, in their mind. When children reach the age of 12 and older, they enter the formal operational stage, where their ability to think and their ability to reason and process isn't necessarily connected to what they have perceived, what they will perceive, or what they are perceiving. They can think more logically about really abstract ideas like justice that can't simply be represented by a symbol or a word. Here, people can also justify their ideas and thoughts without needing straight-up examples to know what they stand by and what they believe in. Also, in this stage, people can create hypothetical ideas or solutions to hypothetical problems, and be able to see the logistics and weigh the pros and cons between things. In 1966, the UK government reviewed their primary education policies and how they were constructed, and they changed it quite a bit according to Piaget's theories on development. Piaget wasn't necessarily involved in education, and he didn't try to relate his theory into how you can educate children, but researchers, after looking at Piaget's work, have been able to apply his ideas into a school and learning environment. This review of primary education in 1966 resulted in the publication of the Plowden Report, and as a result of all this, Piaget has ended up becoming extremely influential in educational policy and teaching practice. I'd like to thank you for listening to the 19th episode of The Mystery of Your Mind. My name is Edward Thomas, once again, this episode was part of a series on the views of famous psychologists on cognitive development. I'd like to point you to a few links in the description of this episode. I've added a link to my website to learn a bit more about myself and this podcast. I've also added a link to this podcast's Instagram. Please follow at The Mystery for Mind, so you can get all the latest and greatest updates, sneak peeks, and so much more about this podcast and anything else that's happening behind the scenes. I've also added a link to my Patreon if you'd like to support me that way, as well as a Google form where you can give me some feedback and spark some conversation. i love to get to know what my audience loves to hear, what they don't like to hear, what their ideas for a new episode are, and whatever else you might have to say. Thank you again for listening to the 19th episode of The Mystery For Mind, and be sure to tell your family, friends, and whoever else you know about this podcast.